dollar pension 10, 15 years ago won't buy much of anything here today. And why the millennial generation is starting to give up because they can't afford to get a, a, a good job or own a house. Eight million Venezuelans voting uh, for this assembly saying it's actually less than three. It is. And people are going to start rioting in the streets. Was reported to have asked Putin for military support that would help him stay in power. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. And they ignore him. Eight more years goes by till Bernie himself finally admits to his sons, hey, I've been running a Ponzi scheme. Does its dominance mean it can use the alliance for its own ends? Since 1981, bond yields, also known as coupon rates, have just gone down and down and down. Federal Reserve note will be your biggest financial liability. We're live. RTD Live Talk. Checking my microphone to making sure it's moving. So, looks like we have sound. <laughs> and so, welcome. RTD Live Talk, late night talk. Detroit's number one late night talk show. Almost 10 o'clock. But yet, I thought tonight would be a great night to get on because I want to get your guys' thoughts on what's going on. Is this the beginning of what we've all been anticipating would eventually unfold in the form of as a global collapse, economic crash, whatever we want to give it uh, title-wise. But let's talk about it tonight. Got a couple articles I want to share with you. And it looks like uh, one event, one by one, is starting to just look very uh, sketchy these days out in the main economy because it looks like we have people that's willing and wanting to go loot, riot, burn, and steal. Looting, same thing. Anyway, my name is Mike, the host. Welcome to the live stream. Let's find out who's tuning in thus far. As always, 313-462-0027. Give me a call. Let's talk. And then in the chat here, any new viewers, feel free to let me know where you're watching from. And I'll definitely acknowledge your presence. And uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with me this evening. So let me close out a couple windows so won't have any interruptions. And let me see who's watching thus far. We got Spirit King. We got Scott. We got Danny. We got Anthony, Dennis, Tony. Jarvis, uh, Jeff, what else we got here? Vu-Tran-Tam-The. Hello. We still have time. We still got time. Yeah, I do believe that uh, we still do have a good portion of time just because we're going to see more uh, social unrest in a lot more countries before it unfortunately makes its way back towards the mainland of the United States of America. And so... There's a lot of things we can learn as the world experiences um, very uncomfortable and unpleasant events. So uh, I want to get you guys thoughts on also the videos I did earlier, um, interviews from last week and things of that nature. Whatever is on your mind, feel free to let me know. We got Charles H. from Delaware watching. We got Rugged uh, Collars who says, what's up? How you guys doing? We got our Erdy 40, Matt, or 40, or 8. Okay, I'm going to butcher that one. <laughs> so how's everybody doing this, uh, this evening? And uh, so got a couple of things I want to you know bounce off you and see what you guys think. So from the very type title itself, what's up with all the social unrest? I'm curious to find out you know what you guys might think might be the initial triggers, or is this just natural, um, the natural process before we get to this uh, grand finale, as far as things uh, beginning to become uh, irreversible, which they already relatively are, but. We got Hendrick from Miami. How, how's it going down there? MIA. 
Uh, what else? Anthony M. Charles from Wilmington. How you guys doing? Tony Blaylock, fake news. So, Tony, elaborate more on what's the fake news aspect. And so, uh, are we referring to all these uh, events happening worldwide or what? Let me know. Hi, Anthony. I'm in Newark, Delaware as well, represented. Okay, good deal. So, we got a nice little amount of East Coasters on the, on the, on the line. So as always, if you guys have thoughts or comments directly, let me know in the chat. Highlight like Pat just did, about to get to that, or give me a call. Love to hear your voice. And so Pat says, there is no organic unrest taking place. Someone has a hand in funding it from the outside, those that are in the streets. All right, Pat, good point there. So definitely, I do believe that a lot of this is strategically done. And so let's get to this call, and then uh, I can elaborate on that a little bit more. Oh, no, not this again. So the phone, oh, my goodness, I hate when this happens. So try to give me a call back, and I'll get you on here for whatever reason. Not sure why it just decides to die. But with that being the case, not organic. So artificially induced social unrest is basically what Pat is saying. And so I, too, can, can ride with that. I can ride with that, Pat, because it's one of the things where <sighs> from prior experiences in, in regards to the powers that be or special groups or whatnot from this side always happens to, especially in Ukraine and probably more events than I'm even aware of. Uh, but there's always some funding behind it. Somebody, you know, comes out of some money to go uh, incite these riots to destabilize economies to then force a, as they say, regime change or a political coup d'etat type of event. So I don't put it past it one bit. I would definitely say that the Hong Kong situation is definitely Western Hemisphere induced just because it goes right along with the whole trade deal narrative type of issue. And so it gives the U.S. a little bit of a of a of a little bit of a uh, I'm trying to say a, 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 tr a trick up their sleeve type of thing to always refer back to how they treat how China treats their citizens and. The style of governance, especially, we can get a, get a, we get a good feel for this artificial spotlight placed on that Hong Kong region, based upon this whole NBA situation that happened a week ago, based upon how uh, they, Adam Silver and LeBron James, all that stuff, how they responded, and the media jumped in that right away, saying that uh, LeBron James doesn't you know support democracy you know globally and all this type of crap, and pinpointed to dollars and cents and money and the NBA losing money and all that stuff. So definitely. This is all interconnected. But my question, Pat, is how many events can we have or how many events uh, will occur before it becomes a true nature grassroot movement inspired by just the pinch and the tightness that people are feeling uh, in their pockets? And so I believe a lot of this stuff is incited by the fact that it might start with a, a rock being thrown by a paid demonstrator or paid movement. But yet, I watched some videos early down in Chile of just citizens out in the streets, like uh, running through uh, supermarkets. And it was even a video of people tearing down a fence of a propane company. They just, people stopped their car, got out, started rocking the fence. And all of a sudden, that boy opened up and they started darting inside that building. And then people driving, stopping, like, you know, just let me go get me some propane. And, and what's troubling, and what's really troubling is the psychology behind it all. Because here we have people, in regards to the video I watched earlier, and not really having a true agenda other than just seeing 
looting and, and thinking like, man, you know, those people are getting free stuff. Let me go get some too. And so you got people just jumping in. People are just on the streets looking for trouble because they don't want to miss out on the opportunity of, of stealing. And I'm thinking like, man, like that's really a different approach because those people aren't scrambling for food to feed themselves. They're scrambling for TVs and all types of items. And I'm thinking like, man, like what would happen if there was an actual food crisis in that region or something like that where people were actually going out for their needs? People are going out just to be greedy. And I'm thinking like, man, just that, that, that whole thought process is different because I'm, I, you know, I, you know, whatever, however, whatever floats your boat, you know, I don't steal, you know, I try to have some type of honor and, and dignity about how I conduct my affairs. And so I'm thinking like, I couldn't imagine just riding down the street, seeing Walmart being looted. And I'm like, man, I don't want to miss out. Let me go. <laughs> so it's just different. And, you know, in that region, and what's even most shocking about Chile is that Chile, you know, even my wife commented on this is she is like, that's a great example of how, a civilized first world status country could go belly ups in regards to people just thinking it's okay to go loot and burn and whatever. Well, you know, apparently it started from raising the cost of public transportation, but they've been, it's, it's been a hot, it's been a hot mess down there anyway, because last year they had the, the pension reforms. They got the teacher situation down there. So yeah, but let me stop ranting. Anyway, Pat says, uh, once people fear for their own lives, once people lose everything, they lose it. Gerald Salente. Yeah, but here's the thing. Pat, great great point there. But I'm saying like in Chile, Santiago, that's, you know, Santiago, you know, it's it's not a it's not a type of environment where people are grinding and, you know, starving down there. Their, their GDP, all their economical, economic numbers are just like ours. They... You know, I was down there in December. It's a boom. They building all types of skyscrapers. People can't afford it, though. But so it's a very developed economy and people are looting because they are just greedy and all the other things that go on top of it. They're not doing it for survival. And so that's one thing. So but I do get your point, though. Uh, Fat Slim Milky says, I must admit, I can appreciate your critical thought process. There are three sides to every story, but I am starting to think there may be even more Fat Slim. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, that's a good point there. How, how many, how many sides can we get to the equation though? Because in that analogy, there are three sides, you know, I'll use a reference of a coin. You got the heads, tails, and you got the rim and the rim is where we have to formulate both sides for ourselves. And so beyond that, I'm not quite sure how else we can come up with another side um, without talking about spiritual matters, of course, because at the heart of everything that we're experiencing, it's just the inherent evil nature of man that uh, happens to rise to the surface whenever it gets a chance to gratify its fleshly nature. So that's the other side that I personally will, will, will refer to. And so Lear T. Sabridge. I'm sorry for butchering that. It says, remember uh, when the Michael Brown was killed and people started stealing Jordans and car rims? Yeah, and that's like, you know, those examples, those are not survival type of responses or, not, or survival instinct type of events. It's just a matter of people being greedy. And and I was thinking about this earlier. <clears throat> everybody operates differently. You know, everybody has their own code of ethics and how they conduct their affairs. I personally, I, 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 in good conscience, I just, you know, I, I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. That's just not me. 
And so, but there are people out there who just all of a sudden see an opportunity and they go take advantage of it. And I'm thinking like, you're running out with a TV, you're running out with some propane, you're running out with anything of substance, of importance to you. What what, what good does it really do to you? All you're going to more likely do is try to sell it <laughs> and it's stolen. And so I'm thinking like, man, like that really comes from a lack of purpose. And, I, you know, this is just my thoughts. And as I mentioned, I'm going to get into a little bit deeper because this really stuff been on my heart last two or three weeks. So I think the Lord's dealing with me on a couple of things. But I'm thinking like only people who have time, only people who really have time to go do stuff like that, apart from survival and need to feed your family, whatever, are people who really don't have much. They're not really shooting for much. You know, don't you must not have much hope or ambition or you know, aspirations to do anything if if you have if you can find a time to go get in a line and throw rocks and and, but somebody please let me know because i could be wrong but i'm just i'm just trying to wrap my mind around this because i really don't understand it but yet you know hey i'm not perfect so i'm just trying to bounce ideas off you guys so let me know somebody talk to me give me a call if we can get this phone line going definitely would love to hear somebody's voice but anyways, keep the, keep the conversation moving past. As people are naturally herd animals, they follow the herd. That's why they call us cattle. <laughs> Pat, may you shoot it straight. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, cattle mentality, yeah. A low blood pressure says during Katrina, during the natural disaster, it is not illegal to take food, water, or diapers from a supermarket. Uh, low blood pressure. Uh, I that particular statement i'm not familiar with that one i don't know if that's some type of an executive order or that's a low blood pressure order i don't know <laughs> but let me know about that one because to me stealing is stealing if you don't pay for it then unless somebody give it to you and i doubt walmart is giving away water and diapers and food like that because even though the walton family could really care less about you and i but they're not gonna be giving away nothing you know just just that's just my two cents there and so Getting a lot of good feedback here. Uh, what else we got here? This is from, it says, Fat Finger does wonders when you are able to make dinner with one hand and auto-correct on the other. <laughs> uh, Stark Side of the Moon says, Australia is the next Ireland housing market. Only when Australians lose their dream that real estate always goes up will we see civil unrest in Australia. Uh, Starks to the moon. That's one thing that's going to happen everywhere. In, in all developed countries, we're having a an asset bubble issue of just the valuations of a lot of things that have been a part of people's calculation of their net worth. When those things adjust, correct, or whatever, then I think a lot of people will be shocked. And so that's going to be a major problem in all nations, not just in Australia. And so, you know, one of the things that people really may not take and consider is that the worst place for things to probably really jump off would be in the U.S. on a on a on a national level because of how well armed the population is and how majority of the population, according to statistics, people are dependent upon government assistance. So if you cut off a government assistance, or something happens to where people just feel like their lives have been disrupted. And the moment, because, and this is one thing, you know, I've noticed, having had a chance to, you know, see different cultures and things like that. The Americans, United States citizens, are the most comfortable and relaxed people on the earth when it comes to 
taking for granted the blessings that we've been given. And so it's, it's unfortunate that most people don't realize how good they really have it right now. Like the worst conditions in the U S beats a good portion of the living standards outside of this country. And the moment people will experience a disruption will be the moment that it becomes similar to what's happening around this planet. So, um, it's one of the things where it's uh, it's unavoidable just because it, it, it's it's inevitable just because of all the promises that have been given they can't be kept and so uh listen to a lot of commentators it looks like the federal reserve will of course do the best they can to a keep the banking system liquid at all times and in doing so it's going to erode confidence it's going to erode global confidence in the national currency we have because before this year is over with November, December, they're going to have to announce why they're doing all these emergency measures if they're just temporarily doing some liquidity type things. So they're going to have to give it a narrative. They're going to give it a, some type of label. They're not going to say QE. They're going to have to address that because it's going to be hard for foreigners to, to, to not respond to this sudden creation of liquidity. So long story short, by the end of this year and the beginning of next year, foreign entities that are sitting on massive amounts of reserves, mind you, majority of the Federal Reserve notes, the AKA dollars outside this country, or outside this country rather, and there's going to be a some some come to come to Jesus moments for a lot of people realizing that hey, this Federal Reserve is printing, and it's only a matter of time before they start issuing it to the people or whatever they do with that, and it's going to dilute our reserves over here. So let's now start liquidating some of that. And we're going to see inflation brought on either by direct monetary policy from the Federal Reserve actions and propping the markets up, which basically means that the stock market would go to 40000 Dow Jones would be 40000 Your house price might double. So whatever it is now, it might double just because it's just a number at the end of the day. Because what I'm realizing, what I'm seeing, especially in my region, there's more houses than there are buyers. And so I'm watching people, I'm watching the housing prices drop. So my wife, she's like a real estate she like watch real estate like I do YouTube. She just be watching stuff. And so she's an expert in watching how much houses are dropping. So she's always updating me on how this house, this house. And I'm talking about some really nice houses. And, and there's a good, there's a good, there's an area not far and outside the city where there's million dollar homes easy, but them houses ain't a million dollars no more. And I'm watching them drop one by one. I'm thinking like, man, like people are really Starting to get a to get a real sense of what's going on. There's a particular neighborhood I was driving through the other day, and they're building houses, and I mean, not your everyday houses. And this particular area is for the affluent, so it's it's uh it's a pretty nice area, and they're building mansions like full fledged eight nine thousand square foot houses next to each other, and then like you go across the street, you got for sale, for sale, for sale. For, I'm not, I'm thinking like, okay, that's a lot of competition on one street. But anyway, so yeah, that's just me rant. Forgive me. Pat says, I don't know anyone who knows about Building 7 from 9-11. How can we expect people to wake up to the understanding of our economic system collapse or they prefer fantasy over reality? Very true. And that's one of the things, that particular number for that building there, um, it, it's, it happened well, a long time ago. And people still haven't come to even question the events that took place during that time. So we're never going to really get people to wake up to that particular subject there. But I do have a call here. So let's see what's going on. 
Hello, caller. What's the name? Where you calling from? Oh, this is Pat from Alabama. How you doing? I'm doing good, Pat from Alabama. What's on your mind tonight, my friend? Well, the one thing that's serious on my mind is the prejudice that I've seen demonstrated across this nation, mm-hmm. both for and against, and that's the orange people. The orange people. It is just, yes, that would be Trump. Okay. <laughs> He's the only orange president I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's, this, this prejudice is just getting me upset. I mean, you know, it's the only representative they got, and we're giving him hell. <laughs> anyway, uh, going on, it seems like things are about to uh, start happening, like all the stackers said. 20 years ago, by God, it's going to happen. <laughs> and I see the metals are raising, uh-huh. and uh, we got to be patient again. When you say patient and stacker, you said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that's one thing stackers or those that invest or save in real money are, are probably pretty good at. We've been thoroughly tested. So stacking and being patient is uh, go hand in hand these days. But there will come a day where your efforts and your patience will be rewarded. But it won't be a, a, a comfortable reward, but it'll be better than an absolute loss like the majority might experience. And so watch this. Speaking of the, you know, the orange president and whatnot, and so have you seen that billboard in New York? I'm assuming you're referring to that, the Times Square billboard no. depicting a hog-tied President Trump. No, I hadn't seen that. Okay, so right now on the screen, I have just, and it's been mainstream news for the last couple of days, but it's a picture on a building in New York City of a young lady, hog-type, a man that looks like Trump at the White House, and I want to say it looks like a movie theme, and so it's some, some, some type of company or whatnot, but it's the president with a foot on his face being tied up in New York City. Now, here's my question. Could you imagine that picture if it was another, a different president, the president before the current one we have now, tied up with a foot on his face, how social media, the mainstream media, that they would have been talking races, all types of, it would have been riots in the streets if it had been a picture like this five, three, four years ago. But this picture seems to fly with no problem. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Like I said, it's blatant prejudice against yeah. the orange man. Yeah. So whether that's the thing, like whether you like him or not, it doesn't matter. It's that that position still it still holds a place of honor, even though you know, regardless of what your thoughts might be, that's still a position that we should respect, regardless of our personal opinions. And to go this to this extent here, I mean that's just a, that's just a sign of the times we're in, to where you can do whatever you want. And apparently, the majority of people, as the person mentioned earlier, the cattle part of the society, can really care less about how that just represents our nation in a very bad light. Despite of your personal opinions on politics or whatever, it's unfortunate, but that's where we're at. So, I agree with you. The man deserves more respect. Yeah, yeah. So hey, we'll and, see how uh, it plays out. We've but got to give it to him. Yeah. But the thing that gets me is everybody's running around impeach, mm-hmm. but I haven't heard a reason for impeachment. Yeah, yeah, I guess the Ukraine phone call or whatever, whatever. All the, I mean, there, it, it, right now, anything flies. So you can throw any narrative and you can get some fo- some fake, uh, what is it called? What is it, they're not snitches, but what are they called? Uh, 
Uh, whistleblowers, yeah. <laughs> you can get all types of so-called whistleblowers, and it don't matter who they are. Just just say whistleblower. Uh-oh, mainstream media run with it, and everybody jump on a bandwagon, and it incite those that didn't vote for him to say, hey, yeah, he's not, he's the Russia gate. Russia was with him, and Putin was with him, and man, we got bigger issues than just one individual. Whether he's doing what he's promised or not, he's all a part of this anyway, so. Oh, well, I'm with the rest of America. I'm ready for an arrest that can survive jail. Jeffrey didn't make it, Jeffrey. <laughs> Looks like my, I'm breaking up here. But Pat, <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you calling in as always, boss man. Thank you. Have fun. All right, Bye. be good. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff, man. Appreciate you calling. Appreciate your call. So with that so with that note right there, let me, uh, let me uh, stay by for this one little message. Hey there, sorry for this interruption, but I wanted to bring something to your attention. If you've been enjoying this live stream, why don't you partner with me and be a support to the channel via Patreon membership for just a minimum of $5 a month. All you have to do is scroll down beneath this video here, click the Patreon link, then consider donating as little as $5 a month toward the channel. A little bit of crumbs can go a long way, and I appreciate your support. Now, let's get back to this live stream. All right, thought I would just throw that in there. So as you guys have noticed, my goal is to just get some more support for the channel. I've got a lot of things I want to get done as far as content and trying to reach more people. But of course, always, I need help because this is not an easy thing to put on on a consistent basis uh, without having to let go of some other things and whatnot. So with that being the case, appreciate any help you guys have for the channel. Everything is appreciated. Patreon, links down below if you guys are interested. So, Mr. Call, but let me uh, give me a call back and I'll get you on here. And so one thing I've done is just in ranting like I typically do, I didn't get a chance to share some articles with you. So let me just jump on a couple articles real quick, give you guys an idea of what's going on for those that may not have had a chance to get caught up on the latest of the latest. So Catalonia, Catalonia, Spain, it says fifth day of protest in Catalonia and pictures. So this is something definitely people will be quite shocked to see. But we have a call. Hello, caller. What's your name? We call it from. Hi, Mark. Hey there, Pete from Colorado. How you doing, my man? Oh, I ain't better than I couldn't stand it. <laughs> What's on your mind tonight? <laughs> your topic is fantastic. Well, thank you, sir. I, I'll try yeah, my I just... best. <laughs> but go but ahead. the civil unrest, you're on to something. So is this is this an indication of where we're all where where everything is heading, or is this just as Pat mentioned earlier, this is just paid opposition to try to call disruption, but nothing real serious is gonna come from this. What do you think? A world where nothing is real, it's the only thing that is real and it is the only way that it can end. Yeah, I do agree. So how how much longer I mean and how many more countries do you see before it probably comes North or this area here, we experienced events like this on this part of the on part of this part of the planet. Well, things are a lot better for us here right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but the bottom line is all these civil unrest, as you say, they all have the same theme as the theme of your channel. Mm-hmm. It's just that the gap between reality and narrative is too great, and just regular people are getting screwed, and in uh, places of the world getting screwed so bad that they're actually doing something about it. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Now, right, yeah. now, right now, right now, sorry, go ahead. All right, go ahead. No, I'll say, right now, well, I'll say, I, <laughs> I go, you go. 
you know, Rome was rotten to the core for a long time, but it was Alaric outside of the city that actually brought it down. Reality came to the gates of Rome. Mm-hmm. Reality isn't here yet. Yeah, good point, good point. Good point. Now, as you're talking, I end up, uh, I have some Catalonia pictures from the this past weekend's activity, and right now it's a scene of rocks, like from all the protests and rioting, people have been throwing rocks throughout the city, so it's a street that's loaded with rocks to the point where it looks like a building came down, and so imagine there's been people spending a lot of time out in the streets protesting, and rioting, and uh, doing a lot of damage out there, so... Um, this stuff is real, man. You can't fake stuff like this, man. People are actually out there trying to hurt people and get justice or whatever they're out there to get. So, but we'll see. All right, Pete, you still there? I'm still here. I was okay, listening yeah. to you. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought I lost you, but yeah. No, the bottom line, especially in Southern Europe, or, you know, Hong Kong, the whole way of life is challenged. I'm amazed the Chinese haven't moved in yet. That kind of surprises me. You know, it, Southern Europe and Italy, people are living in buildings that are 500 years old and falling down, and they have no infrastructure, no economy, and all they have is tourism, and the young people are moving back to the country to farm. You know, I mean, it's absolutely hopeless there. It's not that bad here yet, but that is the only... My point, though, why your title's great and why you're honest, is that that is how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do agree. It is just a matter of all these great things. All these great things we see, mm-hmm. you know. But you can't follow the bond market anymore. The Fed is buying the short end, the middle, and the long term. Mm-hmm. So, what does it tell us? Nothing. It's it's just not real anymore. Yeah, you know, the stock market. As long as companies buy back their shares, and the only metric to value the stock market is earnings per share, um, it doesn't matter anymore. It's not real. It's only when the people say, you know, call it out. That's the only way it ends. They're not going to. Yeah. But I mean, do you see the people around you taking to the streets anytime soon? Um, I, I can see it coming, but I think it's going to, it's going to be, there's going to need to be a trigger mainland here in the form of something with this political season coming up. So we got the whole Democrat Republican narrative wanting to impeach Trump. And then we got the whole Gabbard Hillary Clinton type of fiasco happening. So this next presidential election, either if it looks like there's no clear contestant to disrupt Trump or even come close to even getting a single vote, I can see a portion of our political system doing some things where they'll incite trouble in that nature where we could probably go into the election with some type of protest or whatnot. If it looks like Trump is a flat-out shoe-in with nothing standing in his way, they're going to definitely call out some people in the streets and and put put some things in his way to have to address. So this upcoming political season, I can see that being a trigger of some kind depending on how it goes, because the main objective it looks like is to make sure Trump does not get a second term because I would assume they know and he know and somebody, something is, something can happen with this last term, his last term, whether it be a global, whatever he's in power to do, what I think it's going to be do with that bankruptcy aspect. But yeah, so the goal is keeping from getting a second term. That's what it looks like on my end. Well, actually I won't argue with you because 
you know, I agree with the spirituality, and, you know, I'm kind of a peace church background, and one thing that I've started to, I, I avoid politics like the plague, I don't believe in worldly things, but what I've started to ask people face-to-face is, your political opposition, I ask them, have they lost their humanity to you? Are they the force of evil, and are you the force of good? And I really throw people off when I ask them that question, but I'm afraid that too many people buy into their side's narrative, mm-hmm. and more and more it's just good versus evil. And when it's good versus evil, and if you really ball into it that way, and if you pick a side, and you're fighting the force of evil, then you are capable of committing the worst of humanity, regardless of what side you're on. Yeah. I, don't and I see a lot of that around me, and, and I just don't understand it, because regardless of what people believe in, they're still people. Right. They almost their humanity to me. I could talk about gardening to anybody, and we can have a great conversation. <laughs> they're not a force of evil. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, man. That's true, man. And so, yeah, so I believe with this subject matter we're talking about now, social unrest, it, it, it will not get any better. There'll be more events like this because like I'm, I got an article up a minute ago talking about Hong Kong and how, you know, a lot of the businesses lack riot insurance. And so there's going to be a spillover of, of, of consequences to all these rioting when it comes to this lot more jobs lost, lack of business, lack of trade, lack of, lack of manufacturing. So all this stuff is going to spill over into the economy. So there's going to be, some type of event that results from these uh, riots and whatnot, period. So nothing good comes from this. And so it's unfortunate that it's only going to get worse because economic conditions well, are going to get worse as well. But Hong Kong, though, as I said before, is confusing to me because they were always going to be returned to China. The end result was never up in doubt. They're, they don't have a real government. It's when you know the Britons sold them out, was, this was all temporary. Mm-hmm. And... And, you know, all the numbers and everything, they don't add up anymore. They don't have honest information anymore. I'm shocked that China hasn't moved in and they put up with all this. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you as always. Let me go ahead and get a couple more calls in here. And uh, I appreciate you as always, my man. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate you, Mike. All right. Be good. Have a great night. All right. You too. So, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, some real stuff here, man. Appreciate everybody chiming in. It looks like we got uh, Alphabet uh, Serial Stalker out there. I appreciate you, uh, Mr. Nick, for taking the time to spam a little bit. Everybody needs uh, some trolls. Trolls make the world go round. appreciate that. Says Mike, it's who? It's a Hoover FDR setup. The new depression coming soon. Low blood pressure. That is, um, that is clearly... Uh, I think what all this is going to boil down to, and as a result of the Great Depression, we know what was introduced as a solution. It was the the New Deal and all the social programs that came with that, which is a part of what we're experiencing now with Social Security and all those issues of things that's basically making us or having given people the sense of entitlement because of all the things being offered by the government. So... Will the government grow bigger as a result of all this confusion, or will the people stand up and realize that, uh, you know, a lack of real leadership and management or mismanagement is the reason why we're in the things we're in? So, 
hopefully uh people come to the truth and change is uh is 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 uh, made but I don't have much hope in mankind directly without a higher source or higher knowledge base. So, but we'll see. Got a call. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Oh, Mike. This is Dan from Waco, Texas. Dan from Waco, Texas. How you doing, my man? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, hey, I wanted to ask you about this repo, bank repo. What's your thoughts, man? Ooh, a repo. It doesn't, it doesn't look too good. I mean, my... My opinion, when I first started looking at it, they were talking about it being a temporary thing. <laughs> it's been going on for quite a while. Yeah. My question to my question to you is, what do you think that's going to do? Is it going to create a hyperinflation situation here in the states? If it does, that'll be the catalyst. That yeah. could be the straw that breaks the camel back, so to speak. Yeah, I What's think. Your Good, good question. I appreciate you for asking my thoughts on that. And so, what I believe is just is it's it's their way of of trying to prolong their narrative of an expansion. And so, as I mentioned, I did a video a couple weeks ago about a lot of the disruption and the and liquidity aspect to dealing with trust amongst the banks is the conversion of the the ending of the LIBOR into the SOFR, which is the new banking standard for interbank lending. And so that being in this new phase is causing a lot of mistrust, it looks like, on the surface. And so I think it won't work. SOFR will not work because it looks like the banks don't trust each other. Therefore, the Fed is now becoming the glue to their banking model. And so this ultimately will lead to more of the same thing. So this repo market activity will turn into something that has to be ongoing. So I don't think it's going to be inflationary right away, but I think it will erode confidence and our foreign creditors slash all the people outside the country holding Federal Reserve notes that will realize that the bank now over here is just going to print, print, print and, and, and monetize and digitize everything. Therefore, more people will look to start spending those reserves and those dollars is abroad here, which could be a problem in the next year to two for sure, in my opinion. So it will result One in more higher prices. Yes. One more quick question for you, man. What do you think? What do you think about a bail-in situation, a bank bail-in? A bail-in. So a bail-in, to my knowledge, is, is something that is actually it's baked into everybody's every, – every government has their own banking crisis resolution process. And, of course, a part of Dodd-Frank bail-in is actually written in there that the FDIC will be responsible for the resolution of the banking liquidity issue. But there might not be a need for a bail-in if the Federal Reserve continues to, to provide liquidity to the banks directly and all the institutions. So people might be saved as far as being bailed in. But then again, if the monetary base eventually continues to increase or the balance sheets increase and they end up turning that into cash, and then they're going to end up having to offer something to the public. It's going to be hard to liquefy the banks and not create a UBI or a helicopter or something. They're going to be that next round. And then that's going to dilute the purchasing power of what's in the bank. So anywhere it go, you know, there's going to be a loss of purchasing power, whether it's taken through theft or whether it's being withheld in the banking sector. So uh, anywhere it go. Well, that yeah. That loss of purchasing power, people are not going to take that lightly. I mean, that could that could create a real crisis depending on how much of a loss it is and, and how long it goes on. 
Yeah, no, but but no matter what, I, I don't think the, the monetary base will always expand because that's how the system stays operational. So it's going to be a matter of nobody will be able to outsave monetary policy or, you, like I mentioned in the video earlier, you'll never be able to pinpoint an ideal number to retire on if the Federal Reserve is printing trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions. How can you say right. a, a million dollars would be enough 30 years from now? <laughs> so it's going to distort things more. It could be worthless. Yeah, exactly. And so like from Zimbabwe, from the Zimbabwe example of one minute you got ones, two, five, tens, fifties, twenties, and hundreds, to next you got five hundreds, one thousands, ten thousands, twenty thousand notes. And so that type of situation probably won't happen here in that magnitude, but it'll purchase the equivalent of what those type of notes may end up purchasing, have purchased years ago. So. But uh, yeah, appreciate your thoughts, man. Appreciate your thoughts, man. For sure, my friend. Appreciate the call. Thanks. Have a good night. Thank you. Yes, sir. You too. Yeah, man. Good stuff. I appreciate that call. Appreciate that call. Um, yeah. So as always, this is just me sharing my thoughts, man. Based upon all the things that I've submerged myself in, and and a good thing is, you know, for those that are new to the channel, make sure you guys take advantage. And I'm like from the video I did earlier about uh, the PhD economist that was encouraging. She gave her three things of um, what people should do. And I'm thinking like, man, like it's, it's a little bit too late at this current stage to really worry about getting financial literacy because all financial literacy is going to do is tell you how to allocate what you've earned. And it won't tell you that what you earned <laughs> is the problem. And so it's going to leave a lot of people on the, on the outside looking in. But there's always a way to, to educate yourself. And so that's why I think that you know monetary literacy, monetary literacy is the most important thing that you can probably share with somebody. And, you know, I like to think that a lot of the videos I've done and put together could definitely help a lot of people. So if you go to rethinking the dollar forward slash university, you get a chance to see all the videos I've done uh over the last several years and you get a chance to see just the, the chronological order of events how things unfolded and you'll get a chance to walk through all my interviews and hear from a lot greater smarter people than myself one by one and from that you know it only takes in my opinion four or five videos from different people and you'll probably have more monetary sense then you're probably a your college professor. So yeah, a lot of wealth of knowledge at the RTD University page. And so definitely guys, you know, take it, take advantage of that. Share that page with family and friends and have them prove somebody wrong on this page. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there. But yeah, so definitely something worth checking out. And we do have a call or we had a call. I apologize. Give me a call back and I'll get you on here. But got to make sure I let people know about RTD University because that's something that I think uh, can be helpful as a viable tool and it's free. So definitely I'll put the link there if you guys are interested. And so let's uh, keep the party moving. Let's see if we can get to this call. Here we go. Hello caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Kevin from Sarasota. Kevin from Sarasota. How are you doing this evening, my friend? What's on your mind? Oh man, just mentioning the whole financial literacy. Mm -hmm. Man, I have a quick little story about when I went to school and I tried to teach this class about the value of the dollar from 1913 mm -hmm. to what it was in 2011, which was roughly 8% of what it was worth. Now it's about 3%. Yeah. So 
basically, I came in there with enough dollar bills to give each student, which is roughly about I'd be like 36 students. Mm-hmm. And I brought in about 10 cents worth of seeds in little packets, mm-hmm. enough for every student. So I pinned them up on this, you know, one of those display boards that you get. And I did my public speaking presentation. Mm-hmm. This was the final. So I basically started out by talking about how the erosion of the dollar, giving examples of what gas costs at that time versus, you know, what it costs now, bread, you know, all these, you know, very, very relevant and true, you know, statements about the value of money versus what it was then and how it was tied to gold back then mm-hmm. and what happened in 1971 with Richard Nixon. So I'm speaking with my hands and I'm giving the presentation. And more than half of the students took the ten cents worth of seeds over the seven dollars because I convinced them that ten cents of seeds will grow a lot more money's worth of food versus what that dollar would get them that day. Yeah. And <laughs> the teacher gave me uh, the I'm sorry, the teacher, the instructor gave me a D because she said that it was conspiratorial. Whoa. Really? And- <laughs> I know. You can't even teach the young kids. I was 31 at the time, and, uh-huh. of course, in a public speaking class. So they're you know, freshmen, sophomores, straight out of high school and in school. They won't even allow people who are awake to speak the truth in school without you getting penalized. Mike, I quit school. I did not return the next semester. I have $26,000 <laughs> of student loan debt and nothing to show for it because I was sick and tired of what I saw and what I had to deal with. Wow. 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 That's, um, that's a heck of a story, man. Unfortunately, but yet those kids, if one of those kids that you impacted still remember that to this day, perhaps they are probably in the alternative media world and might be doing something great and grand at this moment. So you, you, you did your service, man, but of course the world didn't acknowledge it, but you know, I appreciate you for your service, my friend. Thank you. That was a great story. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you. Let me tell man. you're doing a great job. Keep it up, man. Thanks, Love sir. your live stream. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you yeah man that's good stuff man that's a great story there so yeah any way you can any way we can educate people man that's going to be key and so but people it's been great it's been 45 minutes give or take and it's time to dial back because i want to keep the live streams relatively short and loaded with great content and great information for you guys so for those that are still watching if you've hung out with us this far don't be afraid to donate a thumbs up by just hitting the thumbs down or thumbs up, whatever floats your boat. I'm not I'm not picky. I take whatever you believe is value, the content is worth value-wise. And then as always, for those that are interested, new to the channel, there's all types of free resources. We got the RTD Silver Coin still available. I'm waiting for that thing to sell out so I can come up with some more designs. I got a couple of things in my mind. Got some projects I'm working on now, and so definitely want to get it going. And the cash go notes, they're sold out now, but there are more coming, so definitely Get your weight up as best you can and share this information, man. Educate as many people as you can. And if you are aware of what's going on and you recognize that something's not right, it is your responsibility to share information, whether it be mine, anybody else, whoever your favorite YouTuber, whoever they are, share their videos. Support them the way that uh, you would want to be supported if you put forth effort and time to try to educate people because... You know, you won't get it from mainstream news. And as you heard from my friend uh, about his chance of, in college, didn't get a chance to really share it. Got a D on his paper for that. So his presentation. So, yeah, the information is needed. And there's more than enough people out there that uh, want it. They just don't realize they want it or need it just yet. But that being the case, everybody, appreciate you for hanging out with me. And as always, see you guys later. And uh, definitely leave a comment down below. 
Hey there, sorry for this interruption, but I wanted to bring something to your attention. If you've been enjoying this live stream, why don't you partner with me and be a support to the channel via Patreon membership for just a minimum of $5 a month. All you have to do is scroll down beneath this video here, click the Patreon link, then consider donating as little as $5 a month towards the channel. A little bit of crumbs can go a long way, and I appreciate your support. Now, let's get back to this live stream.